My friend Dory Monson knows a bit about the NFL and has some thoughts about Richard Sherman and this incredibly sad and scary circumstance. And I thought he'd be a great guy to bring on. We always do on Friday, but I wanted to get his opinion on the NFL, Richard Sherman, and finger-waving. Dory Monson joins us. Yeah, it's warm. It might even be uncomfortably warm. That's life. Deal with it. Shut up about it. Halibut aren't majestic. I've learned that. Nobody is allowed to say my name. Bungie! Oh, I am going down! The cord cut! My hands did not touch the water! I'm springing up near the bridge! Free fall again! Down near the water! I did it! As you know, we do things differently on Friday, and the music you just heard, the walk-on music for the man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the Todd Herman Show. I was really torn on how to cover this um, Richard uh, Richard Thomas story uh, uh, because did I say Richard Thomas? He was with the Waltons. Who am I talking about? Richard Sherman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Boy. The John, John Boy is doing some yeah. horrible things. He right took now. that thirty-two Ford coupe. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Richard Thomas. John Boy, get in here. Uh, no, um, with with uh, Richard Sherman. I'll tell you why. It's because uh, I don't watch NFL football. They 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 showed me two or three years ago. We don't want you. We hate yep. you. And I it made it. very sad. So I stopped watching it. But I always admired Sherman's intellect, um, the way he played the game. I thought he had an incredibly sharp, strategic, yeah. and um, Dory, detailed mind. He knew offenses often better than the guys running those offenses. That's how sure. he picked off the balls that he picked off. That's how he made the plays he made. That's how he led defenses. Yeah. So I always admired the intellect. So I want to pray for the guy. He's obviously in turmoil. His family's in turmoil. There's there's innocent people involved in this. But then I look at this and realize that really the, the, this is Donald Trump's fault. I mean, this is Donald Trump's America. Because <laughs> This is clearly an issue of, of, yeah. of, of, I mean, this is the white man, Dory, that went to him and said, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to make you play football at Stanford. And then they said, no, we're going to make you be serious about your grades. That wasn't Sherm. Sherm, right, right. Sherm may have said, no, I'm really going to get an education. I'm going to make you teach me. <laughs> but he was just, he was just, you know, he was just playing into whiteness. So um, Dory, how hurt are you by white supremacy in this, in this regard? And how, well, and how there, are you going to apologize? I'm, yeah, I'm practically <laughs> devastated by it. But but here's the thing. Um, Richard Sherman, he he first got his huge national uh, the the famousness when he went on with Aaron Andrews and he mm-hmm. said, I'm not gonna let you tell me what I am. And he loved playing the media. Yeah. Uh, and he did it to great success. He he's earned 86 million dollars in a 10-year career but then he gets in some trouble and he apparently was harassing his wife and their kids and her in-laws and all of that and you know what i said on my show todd is you know one of the big problems that i've had working with the nfl as long as i have is that i don't think these guys have earned the right or you know the the thinking to tell you and me how we must live our lives and so when i see you know black lives matter 
which has three words I 100% agree with. But as a notion, as a organization, I it's Marxist. And I do not want to be part of a Marxist organization. And so you see all of this Black Lives Matter and the NFL and they're running commercials. They're telling us how we must live our lives. And, you know, what I said on my, my show on Thursday was here you have Richard Sherman, who had this horrible, you know, DV instant. Earl Thomas, his wife, chased him around a car with a gun when she caught him with a mistress. And, Brandon, and, his, and, 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 and his brother, right? Wasn't he? Exactly. In a, yeah, he, he, was, was, he and his brother yeah. were having sex with two different women in a hotel room. A different room. Yeah. Now, exactly. Are you trying to say that was disordered? <laughs> and then Brandon Browner, yeah. you know, a third member of the Legion of Boom. And he's in prison for eight years for attempted murder and for child abuse. And so you're talking about three of the four members of the LOB, and they have had such turmoil, Todd. And and I I understand that it has to be difficult to go from nothing to everything. But I think it's up to you and me and most of the media to say, we understand where you've come from. We understand how far you've come, but we are not going to hold you up as, as a hero, as a, a role model. And that's where I think we've gone so far astray here in trying to hold all of these people up to be, yeah. You know, something that they're not, they're, they're okay people, but they're not heroes because of, well, you know, the athletic ability. I heard you say, and for friends, yeah. uh, friends in the, listening to the show who don't know, Dory did pregame um, for years yeah. with, with the, <laughs> sorry. I could, no, I could lie and 20, say still 20 years. Does. I haven't even heard anything beyond that. <laughs> I know. And and by the way, when Dory did it, it was actually fascinating and interesting. <laughs> it was. You you were so good at that job. And you, Thank in you, my sir. judgment, you did so much for the image of the team. And so I don't want to go down that road. I, no, no. Down. I want to go just, I, I could go a lot further, trust me, but out of respect for your. Oh, I could too. Well, well there's some things I could say. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I could too. Staying within that narrow <laughs> realm of a both of our employment clauses, page 26, paragraph 32A. Thank you. I shall not. All right. I would just say that you, you, you loved the game. You have friends who played the game, close friends who played the game. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, I know some of these guys like Brock Heward, or I know Dave Lyman. I'm friends with them, but you're close friends with them. And it, it, is it just that these guys get all the money at one story, or is there a deeper is there a deeper issue within the culture of the NFL or subcultures of the NFL? Um, is there a deeper? I mean, it, like I sit, I think one, how many guys want want cred to because they're going to be thuggish. I don't think Sherman was trying to be thuggish. I think he just, I think he cracked, is what I'm yeah, hearing. Yeah. But is there something? Is there something deeper? Like a, um, you know, is there a pathology here? I was thinking about that, Todd, and it's a great question because Dave Wyman is one of my closest friends in the world, and Dave is one of the most balanced, one of the most, uh, you know, just 
perfect people because of his world, you know, view and all of that. Dave was a great athlete. Dave was the, uh, he won the hundred meter sprint in Nevada when he was a senior. He was the most recruited football player when he was a senior. He was this incredible guy and he has come through the storm. I mean, he didn't want to quit when he did. He he had a horrible knee injury in college. He came back and had a fantastic NFL career. So, you know, these guys, Todd, they can either be captive to the the viewpoint that everybody had of them, which is something none of us can even experience when when you're 14, 15 years old and college recruiters and everybody's telling you what a god you are i don't know how a 15 year old kid can come through that but my friends did and and then you know then they finished their career and with dave and paul moyer and brock heward and and my best friends in the world they came through it and they said okay we got to move on it's hard it is so hard for people to get all this adulation, all this fame, and 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 then to have it come to an end because of something you cannot control, and that's your your physical ability is not the best in the universe anymore. Yeah, and I I can't tell you, Todd, and I know you know these guys very well. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate and respect these guys who have come through that storm and are still somewhat normal human beings. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was hoping Sherman had. So let's talk more about um, the Seattle scene. But we'll get to that after a quick glance at traffic with right way traffic. Good morning. The drive on northbound 167 is looking busy into Pacific. We're seeing delays on northbound 5 getting up to 18 and then again right around Albro. Northbound 405 heavy between Talbot and northeast 30th. This report sponsored by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. That is AM 770 KTTH traffic. I'm Memory Martin. Hey, Dory. Uh, um, you know, we talk, we make fun of Seattle uh, quite yes. a bit, and, and it deserves it. Uh, but and I do rightly wanna, so, exactly. I do want to say, uh, I don't think we talk enough about the incredible miracle of the fact that the entire state of Washington is out of water and in a drought, <laughs> except no, for no. the Seattle-King County Urban Corridor. Literally, for people outside of the state, Yes. If you if you look at the entire state, uh, the so-called Governor Janzi said, oh, well, there's just no water anywhere. But uh, <laughs> in downtown Seattle, where people uh, urinate uh, now up to 10 percent opioids. Right. Uh, water's <laughs> forced to drink. So what's what's going on with your um, your opioid laden urine laden streets back there? How come you guys get all the water? Well, because um, I was at Albertson's yesterday. And I was in the checkout line and I had a couple of cases of water and Jay Inslee, he just <laughs> pelted me right across the forehead. And he said, you are the worst person ever. And uh, it, the funny thing is, he said that our roads are buckling because of <laughs> climate change. <laughs> I have, Todd, I have a record 
of a Rhodes buckling in 1920 <laughs> in Washington before yeah. internal combustion engines were a huge factor. But now all of a sudden it's because of climate change. So so if, if Jay says that's so, then I'm going to accept it. I'll tell you, there is a lot of um, of empty theorizing going on back there. Danny from the paper. Um, <laughs> so there's just wait, wait, people, wait, wait. Uh, empty yeah. theorizing. I'm yeah. trying to. Is there any other kind of theorizing? Sure. I mean, no, there's, there's. Okay, All right. Go ahead. OK, come on. Now, there's proper theorizing where okay. you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you, you know, you observe your surroundings. Thank you. Um, you right. observe some patterns. You create then a thesis. You <laughs> test the thesis. Right. You're looking for uh, observable, testable, falsifiable. Then you got Danny from the paper. I love this headline. (laughs) Homicides at a record high and and no one knows why. (laughs) That's to paraphrase it. And they turn to a criminologist and the criminologist says, well, you got your flu. Um, You got your flu. uh, But it's not it's not it's not defund the cops. And Danny says it is peace from the Seattle Times. Danny Westney says it is peace. Well, this isn't connected to defund the cops since it's coming afterwards. But so I don't know, Dory, do you have any theories as to why homicides are at a record high in Seattle? I believe because we have flipped the coin for the last five months and came up death. No, I'm look, the the reason is because we have legalized drugs in yeah. King County, because we have record crime, we have the, the highest level of property crime in the United States of America, and because we have uh, defunding of police. And so, of course, we have record crime. I mean, everybody knows. And that's the thing, Todd, that was so insane about that he- headline. Where it said, nobody knows why this is happening. <laughs> Everybody knows why it's happening. I know, you know, your listeners know. And it's because we have encouraged the level of crimelessness that is at a record level. So, you know, Crime, crimelessness and lawlessness. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Crimelessness. Assume, yeah. That's what I meant to say. No. Yeah. Uh, crimelessness. <laughs> crimelessness. Yeah, that's an empty theory. Jory uh, Monson's <laughs> with us, Kyra Radio 97.3 FM, noon to three. Uh, I would say, you know, Dory, I get notes that, I mean, we joke about this and then we sit removed from it a little bit and that, like, we don't have personal guards like Jay Inslee and Dow Constantine and Mayor no, Snow Shovel. We don't have that, but uh, the how many notes are you getting from cops? Like, I got a note from a cop tonight. This is tr- this is an utter human tragedy. Thank God it didn't involve violence unto another. It was yeah. violence unto himself. B- a buddy who's a cop sent me a note and said there was an event in Kent. A man stood in a street um, threatening himself with a knife. The cops circled him for four hours. They couldn't restrain him. Wow. They were afraid of the new laws to restrain him. Dory, this man took his own life. He stabbed himself in the neck. And my friend, the cop is saying, look, this in the olden days, we could have tased this man to save his life. Yes. But they weren't willing to do that. You saw the story. Jason Rantz had the story. You had the story of um, they, they had a chance to restrain a guy against his will to to involuntarily commit him before he committed another arson that he suspected yeah. of 80 places burned then an infant burned. And how many how many cop notes do you get in a week, given, you know, your, your longtime presence at the top of the charts in this market? Well, so many in what you were just talking about. So that was in SeaTac. Forty eight families lost everything. 
lost everything because they had an arson. And it turns out King County Sheriff's responded two or four hours earlier to the arsonist. And they would have taken him in, but this new law that's going into effect in a couple of weeks, but they're already starting to implement it. And they said, we can't do this right now. We can't involuntarily commit somebody for uh, for mental health reasons. And so they, they had to let the guy go because of our Democratic state legislature in Olympia that said, you got to you got to take care of these guys. And so they let this guy go. And then four hours later, he is accused of setting an arson that destroyed the lives and the memories and the homes of 48 people, Todd. And and so, yes, I am hearing and I think you and I both are going to hear from a lot of our cop friends because you have a bunch. I have a bunch. The next couple of weeks are going to be really tough as they try to implement what the legislature has imposed on the police. And every single one of those implementations is just making life more difficult for the the law abiding, the people who don't want to have their home burned down. It is really sad what's happening right now. And, you know, you as much as Anybody I know has been chronicling the the destruction of our region. It is all by design, and it is incredibly sad what we are all witnessing right now. It's interesting, Dory. I've been talking to office holders, um, and, yeah. and and I've been doing this thing where I've been I call it the GOP gut check. I'm talking to Republicans about, and I ask them some simple questions like, "What is Black Lives Matter Incorporated?" And some of them say, "Well, Todd, uh, I would just say that uh, what I think is important is that the Republican Party work on bread and butter issues like properly funding education." And wait, wait, yep. wait, stop. What is what or or this? I've asked people, "Are there people in Washington State who are purposely?" destroying the state. And a lot of people say, well, I think Jay Inslee's dumb as a box of hair um, and they'll do that. But there's the one name, you know what it is, even from uh, squishy, you know, uh, squishy, afraid Republicans and then hardcore, what you would think of very conservative Republicans, one name comes up and that is the attorney general, Washington state sideshow, Bob Ferguson. Fergie. <laughs> so Fergie's come at you. He came at you. He came at me. Uh, he wrote a, an email about me. He's tried to hit you. He won't do thing one no. about the crime in this state. And don't tell me he can't do that as the attorney general. People need to understand what you said. Crimelessness. I'm going to flip it and call it lawlessness. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Who, do you, who else do you think is purposely destroying the PG set area? If you were to name well, it. I think everybody on the Seattle City Council, because, you know, what I know you and your listeners know is going on is there is an effort to destroy our region from within. And so what they see is the level of crimelessness that you're talking about or the or lawlessness, violent lawlessness. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And uh and they want to destroy us because they see 
building up a law enforcement system that is in the Marxist image. And so they want to take us down. They want to destroy us. And it's very, it's for me as a loyal, you know, loyal and long time. I was born in Seattle. I was born at Ballard hospital and I love this area, Todd. I really do. And you do too. I know that, but I don't want to see it torn down and destroyed for the motivations of people who are in power. And, but that's, they want, they want to take us down. They want to rebuild in a Marxist image. I mean, just look at Shamus wants, look at the socialist alternative website and see the extent that they want to tear down everything that's in place now. And so it's, it's heartbreaking and, you are I mean, you're doing the clarion call. You're doing God's work to try to let people know I'm trying to do the same thing. But uh, right now we are we're up against a machine that wants to tear down you and me in our outlets and our image. And so it's, uh, you know, but uh, I'm up for the fight. I know you are. So yep. I say, let's go, let's bring it on. That's why we talk you know, so often. I, I try to make sure that our podcast listeners uh, that we have courtesy of Rush, yeah. God rest, Rush, um, that they understand this. There's a cost if you don't hold the line. Dory Monson, noon to three, Cairo Radio, um, and always on the Cairo Radio app. Appreciate you, Dory. Go with God's good grace.